Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7888. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com You can be the star you are. Have a plan for your life. You've set goals. You know where you want to go. Congratulations on finding Star Style. Be the star you are. Our vibrant hosts, passion, purpose, and possibility producer Cynthia Bryan and her energetic daughter, healthy living specialist Heather Brittany, share the best roads, fastest detours, and successful strategies for a life worth living. Reach your potential with their personal achievement coaching, miracle moments, inspiring guests, titillating interviews, and business bites. Be introduced to new books and innovative ideas that encourage you to live a positive, sustainable lifestyle while achieving your dreams. Ignite your power, make a difference in the world, and shoot for the stars. It's the power hour of living, loving, laughing, and learning. On Star Style, be the star you are. Lend us your ears. The party starts now. Never say never. Live your dream. You bet the party starts now. Hello, Power Partners. Welcome to Star Style. Be the star you are. With me, Cynthia Bryan. And me, Heather Brittany. And we're so glad that you are back. Our Health Matters (laughs) host is has been gone for a couple of weeks, and now she is with us today to share all this important information about sun protection, where our goal here is to see, to stimulate, and to support space for positive, meaningful conversations. And you're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. The challenges we all face can spur us to greatness, and here at Star Style, we hope that you will discover your brilliance. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Star Style Productions, coaching you for writing, speaking, and media interviews. Call 925-377-STAR or visit StarStyleProductions.com to book your session because you can be the star you are. This is from Joseph Campbell. Your sacred space is where you can find you again and again. Well, this show today, we're going to be doing three things. You know, summer is all about fun, but we do have to have sun protection. So Heather, our health specialist, is going to give us some tips on how to stay sun savvy. And then in our second segment, we're going to go into the garden and talk about deer dining shavu and gobbling up all your treasured plants. It's been happening to me, and it's probably happening to you so I have, I have a few things to say about that. And then I'd like uh, to do just a short bit about planning for retirement. After the teen years, not many people look forward to adding another year to their birthday, but it really is critical no matter what your age because it's never too early or too late to plan for your future. So we're going to talk about some of those things today. So, 
Heather, let's get to the summer sun. We do love being in the sun. We love swimming and sunbathing, but not with the sunburn. So in addition to all the discomfort and the overexposure to the sun, which can lead to, you know, wrinkles and premature aging and even skin cancer and those horrible, you know, the melanoma, which is deadly. Mm-hmm. What are some suggestions that you can offer our listeners to how we can still enjoy ourselves and get plenty of that vitamin D and yet be safe? Yeah, well, exactly. Well, it's summertime or, you know, the crazy thing. I heard something the other day about how there's only 93 days and nights of summer, you know, so live each one up. It's kind of interesting if, if each um, kind of, you know, fall, winter, spring, we really do only get three months, but I think the most celebrated time of year is summertime. We have to wear less clothing. It's warm out. Um, school's out. You know, people, it's a good, a good time of year. People are in better moods. And something, as you touched on, too, getting that vitamin D, is that's actually a mood booster, that vitamin D. That's why some people actually suffer from various diseases during the wintertime when they get a lack of sunset, uh, lack of sunshine, excuse me, um, well, we like the sunset, too, but sunshine really does make me feel good. Exactly. Well, a lack of sunshine that people go and, you know, they get depressed. They feel And similar things here, living in a beach community as I do today, it is still rather warm. It's about 78 degrees, but we have a heavy beach fog in, so it looks overcast and it feels kind of muggy. And when it's overcast, you know, you feel more lethargic. Versus when it's sunny out, you want to be outside. You want to, you know, seize the day, take advantage of it. But with all good things, there's also the negatives that we really want to touch on with the summer. And I know we've touched on it before, but just kind of little reminders um, that we sometimes forget because the days are longer and the nights are shorter. And sometimes we don't really think, you know, based on the time of day. So one thing is watching the clock. If you're out, well, actually, I want to start with first. Any time and every day of the year, you should be putting some form of SPF on it, um, on your body. Most of the time, you know, during the winter, if your arms and legs aren't exposed, at least on your face. Women kind of have a little bit easier that nowadays many uh, facial uh, moisturizers as well as makeup have some form of SPF in it. So check your makeup, check your moisturizer. If it doesn't, mix something in. I'm someone that I, I always make sure I have SPF on my lips because lips chap up so bad. Have you ever seen someone with a bad lip burn? Um, it can really cause damaging things. Your your lips are such a uh, delicate area. So make sure... You know what, Heather? I think that's a place that people forget about is the lips because, you know, they'll just put chapstick on or just put a lipstick on and not remember that it should contain SPF. Yeah, because, again, it's a really sensitive area. I know I've burnt my lips before because I put on a lip gloss and it was basically just putting oil on my lips and it burned it. So... Many Again, many chapsticks have at least a minimum of SPF 8. You really want a minimum of SPF 15 on you, but I, my view is something is always better than nothing, but really shoot for that SPF 15 or more. Um, with that being said, yeah, so check your lipstick, check that. If it doesn't, get something new. And also, if, you're, if your lip gloss or if your, uh, facial, your facial moisturizer doesn't have it, I just recently started doing... A little bit. I have a, a Neutrogena. This isn't a plug to them, but they're just a, an oil-free because I have sensitive skin. Putting on an SPF. It's an SPF 70. It's for sport. And then I'm mixing it with my moisturizer and putting it on. Then I don't have to worry. It's on me for the rest of the day. So that's the first thing. 
It doesn't matter what time of year, I think, because something to watching the clock is that the sun is most potent between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. But as we know in today's, I mean, it stays light out till 8. Or we, you know, we kind of, we, we think maybe it's too early in the morning or it's too late. Just the key thing is always have SPF, but watch the clock and make sure if you're out during those peak moments that you're using other forms of protection, too. And uh, similar as I was saying, living in a beach community, that we get in this beach fog and overcast or anywhere else, a lot of times people think if it's overcast, um, the sun isn't shining through. The sun is always shining through. And I've actually gotten burnt before sitting out on a cloudy day. So just kind of think of that the sun is always going to be seeping through. That You, you want know, I want to jump in here and just say something as a gardener is when you say to always, you know, have something on you is to always, if you are gardening or outside, you really do want to wear a hat because melanomas uh, can get on your head. And I actually have a friend who didn't even know he had a melanoma until he was sitting in a dental chair and the assistant saw it on the top of his head. So, you know, I think that we have to be careful. So we have to wear some kind of headgear because our heads are susceptible too. And it's kind of hard to put... um, Yeah, and that's something that, you know, it kind of brings it to, and I actually do say I have many a times, because that's the place, usually the main places people forget to wear SPF is on their ears, on their lips, on their uh, feet and toes, and on their head. And I feel like you could probably make some product that's like a spray, something that's not going to make your hair greasy, because so many times, actually, we went to a big summer concert in June, and I had my hair up, but my hair, you know, the, the part was exposed. And I burned it so bad. And then it started to um, flake, shed. it started to peel. So then it looked like my hair was dandruffy. You know, it was one of those like, oh, God, I don't want people seeing me. But it was because it was an, an exposed area that I never really thought about. So it's thinking about those other things. And so on top of it, with a hat, not only that will give you, you know, protection from the sun, but it will also help regarding your eyes. Um, wearing sunglasses is so important. A lot of times women don't think about it, and men too, um, but squinting, actually, you know, when you're in the sun that's squinting, that's one thing that's causing wrinkles. When you're in that squint, so how they say, you know, frowns cause, well, your eyes basically when you're squinting are causing a big frown in your face, um, and that's causing what those lines are, too. And to you, I want to interject here. You know, I remember several times I had the opportunity to work with Clint Eastwood in movies, and one of the questions that somebody asked him, you know, while we were hanging out one day was about his squint, <laughs> you know. Mm. It was like, is that a sexy squint? And it was just because the sun was always in his eyes. Yeah. And he couldn't see, you know. So <laughs> I thought that was kind of an interesting thing. And, you know, of course, now we all we get wrinkles from that. Yeah. And, you know, and something, too, is um, for people to recognize their heritage when it comes to it. I mean, if a lot of times, too, you know, if, if you are Irish, English, Scottish, you know, you tend to have pale, um, lighter hair, things that burn more easily. But something people don't notice is you can sunburn your eyes. And green eyes and blue eyes are more susceptible or more sensitive to the light rays. So always be careful. And it's horrible getting burned by your eyes. It can cause damage. I've had days where my eyes have been bright red the entire time. So be really cautious of that. And that goes, too, if you're in a pool. Pool is a great way to cool your body down so you're not overheating. But also that water can magnify the sunshine. Um, as new studies have shown that uh, sunblock and sun lotion can no longer say sweat-proof 
um, or waterproof because it, it's been shown that they're not. They can stay, you know, water-resistant up to a certain amount of time. So make sure if you're going in the water that even if something says that it has a resistance to it, that you're reapplying it and that especially if you're in the water that you're using a heavier SPF and something that's going to stick in, oh, those oils are going to come right off. You want more of a sunblock. You will still tan with that. Um, I know when we were in Mexico, I was wearing, I started off a little zealous and I started out with SPF 4 or 8 and I got fried the first day. And for the rest of the week, I was wearing SPF 70 and I still got an amazing tan. Um, And that's something too actually to touch on is knowing your location. Um, certain parts of the world are closer to the equator, or closer to the sun. Or it's, it's things, you know, there's more exposure. So be aware of where you are and what's going on with there. And a big thing I want to stress is with it being summertime, there's all those fun barbecues, day parties. A lot of us tend to be drinking out in the daytime, which, you know, what sounds better than, you know, being at the beach, being in the backyard, throwing back a couple beers. But actually what happens is that your skin becomes less, um, it kind of loses elasticity, it's, it's strength towards the sun. That's why a lot of times when people drink, you know, they get a little bit red, their skin gets flushed. Well, your skin then is more exposed. It's going to work and trying to counter out all this alcohol that's in it, so it becomes more exposed, it becomes more sensitive. So people are more prone to sunburns if they're drinking outside. Trust me, I'm not saying not to drink. Just be aware of it. And make sure, too, if you're drinking out in the sun, the heat and alcohol and sun can sometimes be a bad combination. So make sure. That is such a great tip, Heather, because, you know, I think that everybody, you know, most people when they're out in, you know, having a beach party, as you said, or a picnic or a pool party, you know, maybe they're drinking lemonade, but chances are most adults are having a beer or some wine or a margarita or something, and they don't think about the fact that the alcohol enhances your chances of getting the sunburn. That's a really important tip, I think, that everybody needs to know. Yeah, and something I want to kind of give out, if, you, if all else fails and you do get sunburn, I want to kind of give out some what to do about sunburns. And a lot of times, sunburns um, can usually start about four hours after exposure, and they usually can get worse between 24 and 36 hours. We know a lot of times when the peeling, the red, the itchy, the burning... All that comes together. There's a different thing, you know, more than just your skin. There's other things you can do. So first off, if you've been in the sun all day and you're aware, oh, my gosh, I have somewhere. First thing is take some aspirin or ibuprofen to relieve the pain, headache, fever. A lot of times, because what happens sometimes we feel so sick, almost sun sick, is our body is this amazing mechanism that anytime there's danger or it's upset, kind of goes into overdrive. So a lot of times, you know, it's going to devote all its energy. So when you get the flu, how you feel so tired because your body is working on overdrive trying to fight this virus. So your body's trying to fight this sunburn. Make sure then you're drinking plenty of water. A great remedy is putting natural aloe on it. Aloe is inexpensive. You might even have some in your own backyard, and it's really soothing. It can help if you put it on um, in the very beginning. It can help you if there's going to be any peeling. Um, also something, if you start to, blistering starts to occur, put lightly bandage to cover the area in gauze in case it gets infected, and don't take or break blisters. A lot of times we have that tendency to, oh, it's a water blister, I'll just, you know, ooze out. Oftentimes, sun blisters are very different, or sun blisters are the same as being burned by a fire. You don't want to touch those, and always be aware if it's something extraordinarily painful to seek out actual medical care with your doctor. Um, a lot of time, I mean, again, we're just giving out information here, but we're not 
you know, we're not registered doctors. We're nothing like that. So if there is anything you're feeling, you know, dizzy, you're, you're in an extremely amount of pain, instead of going to the Internet, go to your doctors or go to emergency care um, to have this treated with. In the summertime, this is something they see so much of. And make sure... You know, and I'm glad you're saying that because I think so often, because I just wrote an article actually about bee stings, and so often we think that something is minor, but it can blow up very quickly. So whenever in doubt, never hesitate to get uh, medical attention. And as you said, don't rely on the Internet or a radio show or, you know, any kind of documentation to diagnose yourself. Always, if there's, you know, if there's any kind of fear involved or it's the first time that you've had such a bad sunburn or a bee sting or I even heard of people, you know, getting rattlesnake bites, whatever it is, get medical attention or at least call your intern. Yeah, and, you know, something, too, just to touch on, um, about the amount, a lot of times, too, you know, we don't use up an entire bottle of sunscreen in the summer, so we save on to Make sure when the new summer starts again and you're getting out, you know, your little buckets of sunscreen and, you know, you're kind of set up for the pool area to check the dates on it because similar to um, medications, if things have expiration dates, it doesn't mean it's going to poison you, but it loses its potency. So something, you know, you may be putting faith in something that's not as effective anymore. Um, also, too, oils can go rancid just as cooking oils can. So be cautious of that because it's not going to make you sick putting on you with the smell. It could do something else, and it's not going to be protecting you. And what they say is that you should be putting on one ounce on your entire body. So about a shot glass full of um, sunscreen every two to four hours. So, I mean, that sounds ridiculous. If you've ever uh, done that, filled a shot glass full of it, it seems like where uh, there's no way I could put But that's how much sunscreen. A lot of us, we just take a little bit or, you know, we just have someone spray our back. There's a lot that needs to go on your body there. And make sure that you're putting on sunscreen at least 20 minutes before you're actually being exposed to the sun. So the best thing, too, is just kind of in the summertime, make it part of your routine. If when you get up in the morning, brushing your teeth or after you shower or whatever, when you're putting on your body moisturizer or brushing your teeth, put on your sunscreen and get the day going with that. So it becomes a habit. I mean, so you're not going to be having to worry about all these extra tips that it's just something that's already embedded into your mindset that every day I got to put on my sunscreen before I go outside. Well, that is a great tips and really thank you for all that sun protection. And just one last thing I wanted to mention is driving a car. I know so many people, we call oh, it a farmer's stand, but you know, the sun is beating down on you. So make sure, even if you think you're not out in the sun, that you put, you know, sunscreen on your arms, et cetera, especially if you have your windows down because it is beating on you. Well, Heather, that was really great tips, and we want everyone to have a safe, wonderful, fun summer, fun in the sun. So wear your sunscreen, cover your head, wear sunglasses, seek out the shade when you can, you know, sit under an umbrella, and as Heather said, to watch the clock. Well, Heather, give out the website. Most definitely. We want you to go to BeTheStarYouAre.com as well as BeTheStarYouAre.org. Well, when we come back, we are going to go, I don't even know where we're going, into the garden or into the pasture. It's with the deer, deer. And, oh, my gosh, do I have a buck story for you. I don't need any more buck buddies. I'll tell you about that. I'll be right back. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And this is Star Style. Be the star you are. Be the star you are. 
us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Just like there are personal trainers at the gym, these days there are personal trainers for careers. Executive coaches help everyone from CEOs to the young entrepreneur set priorities and follow through on business plans. Good career coaches ask questions about your values and goals and help you to devise a plan to meet them. They then motivate you to focus and encourage you to achieve your dreams. Today's coaches will work with clients not only on job challenges, but also family issues, social lives, artistic aspirations, and even spiritual needs. Good coaches ask a lot of questions. Before hiring a coach, make sure you are the one that asks the questions and get references from any satisfied customers. The profession is not as yet licensed or regulated, but a good coach can help you make a change for the better and turn your life around. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passion into profits. For coaching and consultations, call Cynthia Bryan, 925-377-STAR, or visit StarStyleProductions.com. Be the star you are. Light up the flame. Low literacy and poor communication skills have been identified in studies as major contributors to general conduct disorders, psychiatric disorders, criminal behavior, and adolescent suicide. To live and prosper in this society, we must be lifelong learners with access to knowledge and skills that can sustain our lives at work, at home, and in our communities. Be the star you are. 501c3 Charity has been working to increase literacy and improve positive message programming since 1999. You can help by making a tax-deductible donation today. Visit www.bethestarur.org. Everybody counts. www.bethestarur.org. Be the lucky star you Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Be the star you are. You are the star. Get ready to be inspired, entertained, and motivated to greatness with positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Turn up the volume. Tune in to the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, back to the program. With the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Well, my thanks to you for staying with us here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are on Voice America Empowerment Channel. The secret to every success lies not in what or even who you know, but in clearly seeing where you want to go. And here at Star Style, we believe you have the power to have it all 
and we intend to help you get going in the right direction and keep going. Well, every, you know, at least once a month I try to do something that happens in the garden because I am such a major gardener. I'm a garden writer. I'm a garden consultant, and I work with a lot of clients to help their gardens grow beautifully. And, you know, when I have time off, that's where I like to spend my time. I know some people want to watch TV and other people want to go to concerts or, you know, movies or whatever it is. For me, if I could be digging in the dirt from dawn until midnight, I would be a happy camper. I just, I, it actually inspires me. It gives me lots of, of uh, motivation to do other things, and I kind of live by it. But lately, I have been having a major challenge for the last two weeks, to be exact. And I'm starting to think, what will I do for a buck? Anyway, what, it, what happened is the back gate of my garden had been left open. Well, not really left open, but just it hadn't locked, right? It wasn't locked. So this buck walked right in and helped himself to dinner, leaving his telltale droppings, and he beheaded my roses. Bummer, I thought to myself the next morning as I was locking the gate, but I was very satisfied that because I locked the gate, he would not return to devour my prized agapanthus. Well, the next night, when I was outside checking my nightlights, I love to, you know, like, stroll around the garden early in the morning. I also go at nighttime, and I, I'm really one of those people that I know every weed and every plant and everything. Well, anyway, in the shadows, I thought I saw this gigantic buck in my upper garden, but when I blinked, he was gone, so I thought I was just being paranoid. Because there was no way a buck could jump my 8 to 10 foot fence that I have in my backyard. Now, as disclosure, I also have an orchard because I live on a, a little farm. And in the orchard, I, there are all kinds of wild animals all the time. You know, there are deer and coyote and raccoons and skunks and turkeys and the occasional bobcat. Even had the mountain lions. But we have lots and lots of deer. And there's been two bucks that have kind of been following me around. And they don't seem to be concerned about me at all when I'm out working in the orchard. They just go ahead and eat their stuff. And they don't, you know, I don't bother them. They don't bother me. But they don't run away from me. Well, I was really wrong about him not wanting to come back. Making my morning flower rounds, as I said earlier, there he stood in my cutting garden. He was like as proud as a papa. He was absolutely fearless of my presence. And he looked at me. I mean, I was shocked when I saw him, right? I mean, it's like I I walked down a couple of steps because I'm on a few different levels because I live up against a hill. And there he was just a few feet in front of me. And I looked at him and he just gazed at me with those big brown eyes. If, he, if a deer could smile, he was smiling like to say, Hey, Cynthia, aren't I the smart one? I came to visit you. Well, I was stunned to see him inside my high walls. And as if he could understand me, I started shouting at him to get out. And I ran to open the lock gate thinking, you know, that he needed to get out of the gate. And for a moment, he didn't even budge. He, and then ever so slowly, he ambled up to my formal rose garden and when, with one effortless leap, he just hurled over the fence. It was crazy. It was like he was a kangaroo and not a deer. He just, one jump and he went over this fence. He didn't take a running jump. He just 
hopped. It's like he hopped. It, it, I, I was like stunned. Well, years ago, when I first moved here, I purposely planted extra crops outside the barrier to make sure that our enclave remained a sanctuary for my private plantings because I have a lot of really fabulous plants that I nurture and and grow, and I don't want any critters munching on them. But as I was saying that this season, I've had two bucks, a big brawny one with really large, large antlers, and then his smaller friend, not that much smaller, but a bit smaller, and then there's also a doe and her twins, and they have been dining on the plums and the prunes and the apricots and the apples and the Asian pears that are all in the orchard. You know, I'm happy to share. A garden is to share, and I don't mind when things fall on the ground. They eat it. Sometimes they get on their haunches, and they break down limbs. That bothers me, but, you know, it's okay. Um, I figured, you know, they were here first. They pay me no heed, though, as I said, and they just kind of munch away. But as long as they stay outside of my interior boundaries, I'm happy to coexist with them because... I reason that the wildlife inhabited this region first, and I'm the human visitor. And we are surrounded by open space, and we have all kinds of feral animals that roam the hills and visit the pastures and the orchards. But in the two decades that I've been here, no creature has ever been able to traverse this fence. So I knew I was in trouble, trouble with a capital T. So it was time to bring out my bag of trips. Now, for those of you who have read my book, Chicken Soup for the Gardener's Soul, that was a New York Times bestseller, in it, we chronicled a very humorous, true story that was called Of Moose and Men, and it was about a garden plagued by a marauding moose. Well, I hope to utilize a few of those antler deterrents for my buck, and I began by attaching those dryer sheets of bounce on all of my major plants, plus I tacked them up to the outside of the white picket every six inches. Now, the smell is supposed to deter deer. Um, I also installed waving flags and a burlap barrier on the areas where I had seen him leap over the fence. Didn't work. He was back that night. So next, I went and I bought several bars of Irish spring soap, and I scraped it around the property. The dirt and the plant smelled as fresh as the Emerald Isle. Eh, I think he loved that clean fragrance too, the fragrance of the leprechaun, because he came back. The third night, I installed motion detection lights. Now, he was just thrilled that he was in the spotlight. The star jumped in. The fourth night, I blared the radio on a very raspy rap station, but Mr. Buck got into the groove to prance in my backyard. The fifth night, I went to the garden center to buy animal repellents formulated to drive critters away with a mild irritation to their nasal passages. Other gardeners were being deluged with deer, and we commiserated and compared notes. So I sprinkled those granules of hot peppers, and I sprayed the mixture of rotten eggs as directed. The smell gagged me. But the aroma must have aroused and amused him. He came in, he ate my agapanthus. On the sixth night, I positioned pallets and garbage cans around the perimeter to discourage his high jump. This buck is an Olympian. 
one week of exasperation ended with the sprinkler spraying. He enjoyed his shower. He probably used that Irish spring soap, just maybe to irritate me further. On the eighth evening, I waited outside the fence until Mr. Buck showed up, and he ambled within a few feet of me and looked straight at me, and he was ready to spring when I just went into action and I roared like a mountain lion. Hey, being a big cat was the best and least expensive solution. Hooray! There was one victory for me. He ran off into the hills. But unfortunately, my triumph was temporary. As I write, you know, as I write my column for the newspaper, and as I talk to you today, I'm actually on night 14, or day 14, None of the prescribed remedies that anyone or has told me or where I've read anywhere have worked, and the buck has become a really nightly nuisance. I have yet to attempt an electric fence, but I did string fishing wire from post to post, but that didn't arrest his soaring either. And since I don't know where to buy panther pits, which is what Fish and Game recommends, And um, a venison dinner is not an option, which many friends have suggested. (laughs) My long-term remedy is to build higher fences. So since um, this dear, dear ordeal, I've learned a few things. Not many, but a few things. And so these are some suggestions. Number one, don't intentionally feed the deer. Number two, pick up any fallen fruit from trees. I thought I was being generous to let the deer eat the fruit, but the reality is as much is out there, they want more. So it's like give them an inch and they're going to take a mile. Yell, scream, wave your arms to keep the deer away. I mean, once they became on a, become unafraid of you like they're not afraid of me, they must jump, they might jump over your fence too. So you want them to be afraid of you. If you have a dog, let your dog be your night guard. Water your drought-resistant plants just enough to keep them alive because when they get too healthy and they're watered deeply, deer devour the new growth. Block the path of marauding deer to confuse their routine. Before planting a plethora of new flowers, consider planting a single plant in a deer test garden. If it survives two weeks without being munched, it's probably going to be safe. What I learned from this experience is that not only are there no deer-proof plants, but deer are gourmet foodies, at least in my area. (laughs) And, you know, it's interesting that many of the plants that I have are supposed to be, not deer-proof, but to be unpalatable to deer, but that's not what happens. Even the dianthus, which is a carnation, they're never supposed to eat this. So I had bought this beautiful dianthus in a big, uh, a big one-gallon pot. I set it in my deer test garden. It was great for about three days, and then it got devoured. So, you know, who knows? They're hungry. They're going to eat it. So here's a list of some of the plants that they did eat. And if you have a population of deer on your property, don't plant these. Or at least put, uh, plan on putting chicken wire or netting around them. Because many of these plants were touted as being deer resistant, but they are not. So I'm going to tell you the ones that they really loved first, and then I'll give you the names of the ones that surprised me. Holly, these are the ones they loved. Hollyhocks, 
gladioli, agapanthus, asiatic lily, roses, hydrangeas, firecracker lily, blueberries, cherry tree leaves, dahlias, grapes, mock orange, fuchsia, camellias, Johnson blue geranium, purple lustra, wisteria, sweet potato. Now the ones that surprised me because they're all considered highly unpalatable to deer. Osteospernum, marigold, guara, snapdragon, Johnson blue geranium, lamium, dianthus, sunflowers, carnations, and fennel. And I, I thought that was just kind of amazing. And then I noticed that deer did avoid a lot of the gray leaf plant varieties, so you might be safe with that. And these are some of the plants that my guy didn't eat. He didn't eat foxglove, lavender, peony, sage, society garlic, artemis, New Zealand flax, portulaca, boxwood, peak sour vine, begonia, calla lily, four o'clock, yarrow, star jasmine, muscari, ferns, naked ladies, bearded iris, birds of paradise, ornamental grasses, helibore, columbine, and gazania. So keep in mind that there are no deer-proof plants. I was totally surprised by many of the plants consumed, especially since my garden is filled with specimens like spearmint and scented geraniums and lamb's ear that deer normally avoid. Plants they don't eat in my neighbor's yards, they're actually eating in my garden. So just because they don't eat them in somebody else's yard doesn't mean that they're not going to eat them in your yard. So... I think that every yard is, you know, plant-specific. You're going to need to be diligent, watchful, and experiment with all of these suggestions and then hope that something works, you know, short of bringing a mountain lion in. And although I wish I could move on, that he would move on uh, to greener pastures, for now, my buck stops here. So good luck with your deer problem and hopefully you can keep the deer and the moose out of your yard and out of destroying your your garden. And just for the record, none of the commercial products that are out there, and I did experiment with all of them, and it was quite costly, none of them worked. And even doing rotten eggs and letting them sit in the sun and putting them around the garden didn't work. So, you know, good luck to you all. And hopefully you can keep your flowers. Right now, I have very, very few flowers, and it makes me really, really sad. So that is uh, your garden tip for this week, a little bit about deer, deer, and bucking the system. (laughs) I'm Cynthia Bryan, and when we come back from this short break, we're going to be talking about some tips for retirement. Don't go away. You're listening to the Empowerment Channel on Voice America. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. Change your world, change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This business of show business is calling out to me. 
Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Are you a teenager with lots to say but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Apathy, violence, and negative messages are everyday occurrences in our country. You can be a change maker when you dare to care by supporting Be the Star You Are Charity, a 501c3 that empowers women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive media, and tools for living. Visit www.bethestarur.org to find out how you can make a difference in our world. Everyone counts. That web address again is www.bethestarur.org. Be the star you are. dot org. Be the star you are. You are the star. Pump up your energy and jumpstart your dreams with positive, life-changing interviews and star-studded conversations on our award-winning program, Star Style. Be the star you are. Hosted by the passion, purpose, and possibility producer Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Thank you for staying with us here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, on the Empowerment Channel on Voice America Network. We know you have a plan for your life. You set goals and you know where you want to go. There's always detours off this road called life, and that's where Star Style, Be the Star You Are can help you ignite your power and shoot for the stars. My name is Cynthia Bryan, and that is my goal. Well, I'm going to give you a couple of retirement tips or replanning retirement tips for today. And I'm not a retirement specialist, but, you know, it's never too late to plan for your future, no matter what your age. Preparing for retirement is really important, whether it's a few years or decades away. And so... With a few, a little help from our friends, you know, we can put a few dollars into the bank or into an investment and it'll be there when you need it. So instead of pensions, you know, many employers are now offering 401ks or other defined contribution plans. And that means that you are the one responsible for saving for your retirement. And that could be a good thing, especially when we hear things like, you know, the, the city of Detroit goes bankrupt and with it, all its retirement funds that were supposed to be targeted towards people who had spent their lifetimes working for that town are now gone. So I would rather be in charge of my own dollars rather than having somebody else do it for me. So don't worry if you're in charge. You know, again, it's never too late to start or it's never too early to start. So these are some tips no matter what your age. The first one is to adopt a savings mindset. You want to look at putting retirement money away 
as paying yourself first. You've always heard to be successful in business, you have to pay yourself first. And that's always a hard one to do because there's lots and lots of other bills. But what you want to do is decide how much to contribute from each paycheck and then have your employer direct deposit that amount into your retirement account. Or another way you could do it is from your bank, you just do a specified amount each month into a separate account that's going to be for your retirement. And that could be a savings account or it could be an investment account. Experts suggest that you want to do 8 to 10% of your income every month. Come up with a number by making a budget for all your expenses and then all your other savings and then deduct this from what your net income is. It's really hard to sit down and to do a budget. Nobody wants to do it. But I think it's amazing once you put something down on paper when you find out where all this little incremental income and this dollar and those few pennies, where they're going. If for one month you would keep track of all of your spending, you probably find that you are spending in places where you could be saving. The second thing to do is to sign up for your employer's 401k or 403b plan, you know, if you are employed. Contributions are tax-free to certain limits, and employers often match your contributions. So you want to put in enough to qualify. You also, with everything I'm saying, you know, seek professional advice in choosing investment options, or at least do a lot of research if you're going to do it on your own. The third thing is to set up an individual retirement account. It's called an IRA. I know you've heard of them. If your employer doesn't have a 401k or a 403b plan, open an IRA or a Roth IRA or a SEP IRA if you're self-employed. There are different requirements and limits for how much you can contribute tax-free. And again, you want to consult a tax professional for the details about your investments and any tax implications. For example, if you are contributing to a traditional IRA, you can deduct the amount that you are putting into that IRA every year. However, when you take it out, you'll pay taxes on it. On the other hand, if you contribute to a Roth IRA, you do not uh, get to deduct it when you put it in but the good news is, you know, and then when you, that's the, that is, uh, I don't know if that's good news or not. But then when you take it out, you're going to have a tax free. So you just want to be careful of what you're doing. Take advantage of bigger benefits as you get older. Once you reach 50, federal regulations let you contribute more into tax advantage retirement accounts that help you catch up if you're a little bit behind. And most uh, experts would recommend putting in the maximum allowed. You also want to start an emergency fund because, you know, none of us get out of this alive and almost everyone is going to experience one or two major emergencies throughout their lifetime where they're going to need some cash and they're going to need it now. This is for major home or vehicle repairs or to help pay bills between jobs or medical bills you don't want to have to touch your retirement account because you could lose tax benefits. And if you withdraw early, earlier than 59 and a half, you're going to have some tax penalties, withdrawal penalties. So you want to be careful. 
experts, again, usually recommend setting aside anywhere from three to six months of living expenses. And the more you can put aside, the better. So if you can put aside six to nine months, and that sounds like an, an, an enormous amount of money to be saving to have readily available because not that many people keep, you know, us regular people, we don't keep that kind of cash on hand. But you do want to have it in some kind of a liquid fund that in case of an emergency that you would be able to access it. Save as much as you can. In addition to retirement and emergency accounts, you want to cut your expenses where you can and put money into a savings account that you can draw on when you're no longer working. And here's one of the biggest ones. And this one is something that I think that we tend not to think about so often. And that is to pay off all of your credit card debt. Set up a payoff plan now so you won't have to use your retirement money. Once your credit card debt is paid off, keep making those payments and make monthly payments. You know, if you're having a credit card issue, you're putting too much on credit card, it's better to cut these credit cards up, pay them off, because if you can't pay your credit card bill every single month in full, you are really going into debt. It's really hard with the interest rates and the penalties to catch up once you get going because depending on what kind of credit card you have, the way they amortize these and they they add interest to interest to interest, it becomes almost impossible. This is why credit card companies make so much money. So take a good look at whatever credit cards you have. Perhaps keep one for emergencies only and then use, you know, use cash and checks whenever possible, unless you are really, really good at, uh, at saving and keeping track of your money. Now, I don't want to leave on a, a negative note, so I want to give you nine requisites for contented living. And this was something that I had read, because it was from Johann Wolfgang von Goethe, and I always love what he has to say. Health enough to make work a pleasure. This is what you want, you know, the nine requisites. You want wealth enough to support your needs. You want strength to battle with difficulties and overcome them. Grace enough to confess your sins and forsake them. Patience enough to toil until some good is accomplished. Charity enough to see some good in your neighbor. Love enough to move you to be useful and helpful to others. Faith enough to make real the things of God, and hope enough to remove all anxious fears concerning the future. So that gives you some tips for living. And you don't want to miss the chance to read because reading stretches your mind and strengthens your heart. You don't want to miss the chance to think because thinking yields understanding and wisdom. Don't miss a chance to learn. Learning empowers and enlarges you. Don't miss the chance to dream. Dreaming gives you imagination wings. Don't miss the chance to feel, because feeling paints your hours and days in vibrant colors. Don't miss the chance to remember, because memories are the museum of your past. Don't miss the chance to try. Trying is the first step to every achievement. Don't miss the chance to change. Change is challenge and it's growth. Don't miss the chance to work. Work gives you independence and fills your days with purpose. 
Don't miss the chance to serve. Service is the surest road to personal fulfillment. And don't miss the chance to smile, because smiles sprinkle sunshine wherever they land. Don't miss the chance to laugh. Laughter is music that gives your troubles dance. And don't miss the chance to give, because giving is the best form of getting. And finally, never miss the chance to love, because love opens your heart and fills it with joy. And with that, I want to thank you all for being terrific listeners and being with us here every week on the Empowerment Channel on Voice America Network with Star Style Be the Star You Are. My name is Cynthia Bryan, and I am your personal growth success coach and hopefully offering you some success tips and some fun advice. You can change your life and you can make your dreams come true. To order any of the books I've written, Be the Star You Are, Be the Star You Are for Teens, Chicken Soup for the Gardener's Soul, The Blessings of Love and Relationships, and Miracle Moments, make sure to go to StarStyleRadio.com, click on the store. For information about Star Style Productions, visit StarStyleProductions.com. And to get more information or to make a donation to the charity that brings you this radio show, Be the Star You Are, visit BeTheStarYouAre.org or our community a service website, BTSYA.org, where it is a creative site where you can upload your thoughts and your stories, your photos, and more. Plus, listen to our radio show for teens, Express Yourself. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. Read a book this week because this will enhance your life. And until next week when we celebrate again, remember that love always wins, kindness prevails, and smiles will keep you happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. I thank you and I encourage you to go out into the world and make it a great day. Be glad for living. Be the star you are. Thanks for joining me. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.bethestarur.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You are.